This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. some dexterity as well with the left hand. It's everybody all right welcome back to the podcast welcome to bd4 episode 373 of bd4 where there's no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis we also do mma now too yanks every series knicks every game mma on the weekends um so this is the uh you know like we've said when the yankees do their four game series um most of the time you're going to see us uh, split the series in half so we'll do a mid-series episode and we will do a post-series episode this way it's not just so much of a burden to just talk about all four games i want it it piles up and my notes just <laughs> get to be too much so we split the four gamers in half so we're going to talk about the first two Um, thank you for joining. I appreciate you stopping by. Um, if you are new to the podcast, be sure to give us a, um, you know, a subscription. Is that what you said? No, I don't know why I said it like that. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, yeah, you can find us on the many listening platforms, wherever you get your usual podcasts and download them. Um, Apple podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review on there. We are currently a five-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. You can also listen to us on other listening platforms such as Spotify. Uh, We have episodes on SoundCloud, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts. You can also watch the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. There is the video format available on both of those platforms. So be sure to subscribe and watch the show on there as well if you want. And if you want to follow me on social media... I'm on Facebook, r.j.carbone. That is on Facebook at rjcarbone. And I'm also on Instagram at robjcarbone. At robjcarbone on Instagram. So, welcome to the show. Thank you for stopping by. And also, one last thing before we get into the thick of it. If you want to subscribe to the blog that I write, and uh, you, you want to read along with me. And if you're interested in any of the content, I write a blog um, called The Bomber Bocker Blog, where we talk about the New York Yankees and the New York Knicks. Um, and you can find The Bomber Bocker Blog if you go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com forward slash author forward slash RJ dash carbone. 
All right. Visit ultimatesportsnetworks.com forward slash author forward slash RJ dash Carbone. Type that into the address bar and you'll find the Bomberbacher blog. And when you subscribe to the Bomberbacher blog, be sure to use code 6A2841ERJC. That is 6A2841ERJC. This way you get a discount 10% off everything when you go to the Bomberbacher blog. All right, so with that all out of the way, thank you for tuning in, guys. This is episode 373 of the show, and um, let's dive in. Let's, let's talk about this um, these first couple games of this Yankees-Tampa Bay Rays series. It's their first time. Weird schedule this year. It's their first time meeting the Rays in you know, late May. Um, but yeah, a lot of things have happened over the last couple of days. The injury bug keeps happening. Uh, Donaldson has now been shifted to the with the ten day DL because of shoulder inflammation. Um, Stanton is expected to take the minimum ten days. DJ is expected to be back tomorrow in the starting lineup, as is Aaron Hicks. Both of them were actually available off the bench tonight. DJ more so. Um, what else happened? Oh. The Killer Bees, right? Remember, uh, you know, Manny Bonuelos, Dylan Batances, and Andrew Brackman, I think the other guy's name was. Well, Bonuelos is back up with the Yankees. That's cool. That was a whole cool story. He's now back with the organization, was in the minors. Now he's back up with the club. Saw him in the dugout tonight. So it's nice. He's wearing Batances' number. He actually got a call from Dylan the other night congratulating him. Um, it was cool. It's going to be a fun fun story uh, to, to follow. The Yankees also acquired Matt Carpenter and Shane Green out of the blue. I was um, It was funny because I was working as I got the news. I was in the middle of a golf course, and I picked up my phone because it vibrated. And I had like three different texts from three different people telling me, Matt Carpenter? Matt Carpenter? And then <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? So I put the... <laughs> I put the, uh, what do you call it? I was picking up the golf balls and it had the thing. I put it down and I'm like, all right, let me take a second. And I look it up and I'm like, Matt Carpenter. And I was trying to think. I'm like, is, is that the guy we had a couple years ago who was like um, kind of buddies with Brett Gardner? They were doing the whole bald thing. But that was Matt Holiday. And I'm like, oh, Matt Carpenter was also the dude who was playing with Matt Holiday on the Cardinals and then I saw the picture of him and I'm like oh this guy he rakes and you know he's obviously way older now but then he comes to the Yankees and he has to shave right you have to get rid of the any facial hair below the upper lip or whatever <laughs> and so now he's got this alpha mustache um I mean there's memes already there are hundreds of memes uh I mean you got Mario and Luigi memes you got WB Mason memes um you know, I was kind of joking around and saying uh, Matt Carpenter looks like Mattingly. He looks like my uncle. And I was saying he looks like he does. Matt Carpenter looks like like a retired middle aged man who you know started like blue collar working in like, doing like masonry work at the age of sixteen. 
You know, he looks like he's like, just like he looks like he smell like cigarettes, and I love it. He just looks like the alpha male, just a thick mustache, and he's pretty jacked. Um, he just looks old, and he's got the no batting gloves. I mean, he just looks like a lumberjack. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, so he's back. You know, he's a guy who's had a good career. Uh, used to rake in St. Louis. Um, Shane Green is, is apparently back with the Yankees. I remember him a little bit. I know we had him, uh, but I don't know a ton. But I do remember us having Shane Green. Um, so that happened. I'm watching the um, final minute of this Boston-Miami Game six, game six. Boston's up 3-2 in the series, but Miami's got a nice, I think it's a five-point lead now. So, it's at the fake garden. So. Um, hold on. Okay. Yeah. It's it's been it's been an interesting last couple of days, just because like like we're winning and all the injuries are happening happening, but we're still winning, and so you have to be you know satisfied with that. Um, I'm not you know listen I'm I'm never one to use injuries as, as an excuse, so I, I think if you're truly a great team. You have to find a way to keep winning. And right now, so far, that's what the Yankees are doing. Uh, Thursday night, the first game of this series took place. And the New York Yankees took this one 7-2. to two. Um, You had Nestor Cortez going up against Yarborough. And um, it was really just, you know, there was no score for a while. Um, up until the top of the sixth, where the Yanks broke up the no-hitter by Yarborough. Um, they also broke up the shutout, and they also booted Yarbrough out the game. Carpenter gets hit by a pitch, kind of leans into it. Marwin then delivers the base hit to break up the no-hit bid. Judge rips the RBI single to break up the shutout. It's one nothing Yankees. Judge then steals second to take away the double play with Andujar up. Andujar rips a single to shortstop. It was an infield hit. Um... Makes a poor throw. He reaches first off of Thompson. This was when Yarbrough was out of the game. And an error on that play scores another run. It's 3 nothing Yankees. Top of the seventh comes. The Yankees score on a wild pitch. That's IKF crossing the home plate to make it 4-zip. And then the top of the ninth, the Yankees tack on. Um, Judge delivers a sack fly with the bases loaded. 5 nothing. Then Rizzo, the big cushion Double, an error, scores his second run on that play, 7-zip. Bottom of the ninth comes, the Rays get two with Peralta in the game, but that's all, the Yankees win 7-2. I mean, you you have to talk about it. You have to bring up Nestor. He, I don't, listen, eight plus innings, four hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts, 
no homers allowed, 109 pitches, 71% of them were strikes, gets the win. <laughs> it's like, At this point, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but let's be honest, entering the season, he was listed as our number five. But each and every day, I'm sitting here and I'm just waiting, waiting for the clunker game to come. Because even if he's going to have an elite year, everybody has terrible games once in a while. Kay said this a few starts back. Flaherty said it last night. But it, does, it hasn't came yet. His worst outing was, I think, three runs, five innings, a couple starts ago. Like, we know he's got the 170 ERA. So he's been phenomenal all year. But in Nestor's last, like, four starts, three of his last four starts, he's pitching into the eighth inning or higher. I mean, he's limiting damage, too, while doing it. In that same span, Boone has bought him a longer leash. He's let him throw 100-plus pitches for the first time in three of those four. And the only one where he didn't throw 100-plus pitches, he threw 99. So he's getting the leash. He's taking full advantage of it. And he was so close to the complete game shutout. But he let up the hit at the top of the ninth to Wander Franco. Boone comes out. Didn't pull him right away. Looked like he was talking to him a bit. Seeing, you know, checking the temperature. But then he pulls him out. Maybe saw the pitch count. And then Peralta comes in and he has to ruin um, the shutout. The eight-inning shutout. But, I mean, Nestor was was exceptional. He was working with that cutter. Going back door to righties. In on the hands to guys like Wander Franco. His four-seamer, he was dotting the corners with that shit. That strikeout to uh, Taylor Walls in the eighth inning. Perfect spot. Which I think is why Walls was so bitter in the postgame. These guys are very beatable. (laughs) That was definitely why. Because he got called out on a strike that he thought was a ball. And he got bitched by Nestor Cortez Jr. Um, 41% cutters. He relied on the cutter heavily last night. 37% four seam. Excuse me. 17% slider. 3% change up. And 2% two seam. He was just, just throwing nothing but strikes all night. Inducing a ton of soft contact. And he's striking out batters all year. But I love the fact that this outing was just soft contact, pop-ups, soft grounders. He was great, and he's been great. And he's continuing to debunk that three, four times through the order bullshit. Every day now, especially for a number five. He's just going and mowing mowing lineups down. I am at a loss for words for Nesta Cortez Jr. The man is a legitimate American League Cy Young candidate. At the moment, it is May 27th. Let's keep that in mind. But, I mean, we were saying it's only May 22nd. It's only May 18th. It's only May 12th. It's only April. Every single start, he ceases to amaze me even more. So, an amazing performance. Again, another amazing performance for Nestor Cortez. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in, (laughs) I don't, I am at a loss for words. I have not, every time we talk about Nestor, it's the same thing because he's just been so phenomenal. He gives us nothing new to talk about because he's always great. So 
good for him. Peralta, one innings pitched, two hits, one run, no walks, one strikeout, no home runs. You know, he comes in, the Ramirez base hit right away off the changeup. Then he balks, moves the runner to second. Uh, then Margot singles off a slider. In comes that run that was on Nestor's line. But then the force out, the run scores there, and then he gets out the uh, the inning. The Yankees win. But it was all Nestor. He got the win. Phenomenal. And the bats, seven runs on six hits, one extra base hit, five walks, six strikeouts, no double plays hit into, one sack fly, three for ten in scoring position, five left on base, one error, IKF throwing error. Um, they didn't hit any home runs. They weren't really lighting it up. You know, still without DJ, still without Stanton, still without Donaldson, but they found a way to drop seven runs on good pitching. And that's awesome. You know, Judge, Rizzo, Miggy, IKF, Trevino, and Marwin Gonzalez, one hit apiece to lead the team. Judge was batting leadoff. Actually, he batted leadoff in both games because of Hicks. Um, Hicks is hurt, if I haven't said that yet. But he will be back tomorrow. Uh, Rizzo, his double was the 300th double of his career. So congratulations to him. Matt Carpenter, in his Yankees debut, um, got on base twice with a walk and a hit-by-pitch. Like I said, he kind of leaned into that hit-by-pitch. And I love that. It's like that, that veteran mentality. Rizzo does the same thing. Bringing that, like, that whatever it takes fire to this club. Love seeing that. Excuse me. Um, It's weird, because, like, we traded for Carpenter on that same night, and it was, like, not even that long, that long before the game. The game started, like, two hours after I saw the news. Usually when that happens, you need to give the player a few days to travel and, and you know, settle in. He played. He was in the lineup. He was like, if I got to load the bags onto the plane, onto the bus, I will. So he was excited. You could tell. Um, said his kids hardly recognize him. Glaber goes a woeful 0 for 5. Rough night for him. Uh, but he bounces back tonight. Uh, Gallo goes 0 for 4, 3 strikeouts. You know, like I said, pitchers are doing the exact same thing as I said they were doing all of last year and will continue to do. They throw it high because he misses with that swing. When they go low and away, he'll miss because he tries to pull off everything. That's how it works with him. Uh, but he also bounced back a little bit tonight. But yeah, good first win of the series. They found a way, like I said, to drop seven runs. Um, and as the broadcast team said on yes, it was the Yankees version of small ball. Right? We capitalized on the Rays' mistakes. The Rays, usually a good defensive team, Playing some terrible defense last night, and so the Yankees took advantage. Good first win of the series. We're going to talk about the second game of the set, which took place on Friday night, as I am speaking on Amazon Prime. When we get back from break, stay with us. Be right back.
All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 373 of BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Thank you for tuning in. So in the second game of this set, which took place as I'm recording Friday the 27th, as you are listening, it should be Saturday the 28th of May, the Yankees won. A little different of a game offensively. They didn't go out and score seven runs, but they won 2-0 because of an amazing pitching performance by Jamison Tyone, who went up against a strong pitcher in Springs. Uh, the only runs in this game came at the top of the fourth, where Glaber Torres and Matt Carpenter went back-to-back versus Springs. Glaber smoked a high fastball, 438 feet. Pulled the living shit out of it to left left center. It was so, it was just, it was a, a uh, what do you call it, a no-doubter off the bat. And I love seeing those. Because he goes to right center a lot. Like Judge. You know, they don't go, they don't pull. Um, like your prototypical home run hitters do. So when they do, it's it's fun to see. Carpenter, the very next, at the very next at bat, jumps on a very similar high forcing fastball pitch. Um, and it was the first pitch of the at bat. Pounds it to right field for his first home run as a Yankee and his first of the season. So congrats to him. It's 2-0 Yankees, and that's what it would be the entire way. So the bats, two runs, six hits, three extra base hits, one walk, ten strikeouts, no double plays hit into again, 0 for 6 in scoring position, five left on base. Um, Glaber, Miggy Andujar, Carpenter, IKF, Gallo, and Higashioka led with one hit. Carpenter again reached base twice with the walk tonight. Um, he has now reached base four times. In seven plate appearances as a Yankee. So I so far so good. I saw a comment saying the Yankees needed a no batting gloves guy. And now they've got one in Carpenter. Last Yankee I remember doing that was uh, Jorge Posada. Didn't use gloves. Uh, Miggy, another base hit. Or it was a double. Another hit tonight. Doubled the other way. Bounced over the right field wall. Loving it, man. He's now 4 for 11, 364 since getting recalled. He's 286 overall for the Yankees so far in a short sample. But he looks good, man. He's hitting the ball hard. He's showing, you know, in left field, he's showing some good range, covering ground, making good reads in left field. Um, did have his first, you know, misplay tonight, but it was nothing crazy. It was just a ball off the wall that he played differently than most left fielders would. Um, but he looks very good, and I'm very excited. Very excited to see Miguel Andujar get his opportunity here. And so far, he's been thriving. Three hits in three games. Gallo, sing- or he has four hits in three games. Gallo, singles in the top of the third for the Yankees' first hit of the night. And he also made a nice play in the bottom of the eighth in right field, which saved an extra base hit. I actually thought at the time, like right off the bat, that Choi hit that shit out. That looked like a bomb. Tyone kind of hung a changeup. But nice play by Gallo to prevent the hit. IKF also made a, a great backhand play in the bottom of the first. Uh, Glaber Torres looked very sharp defensively too. He made that great play up the middle in the bottom of the sixth to prevent the base hit, which would have put runners on the corners. 
Um, Judge goes 0 for 4, a couple of strikeouts. Rizzo 0 for 4, just missed a home run tonight. Tip of the warning track to end the inning. Uh, yeah, he's hitting like 220s. I understand he's not going to be the guy that he was in April. But, like, is he ever going to get hot again? You know, it'd be nice to see him get hot. You know, because even, like, I don't know. I feel like he's, like, his, he's been, he's had stretches where he's been solid, you know, in May. But he hasn't gotten hot again. Hopefully soon he can get hot because we need him, you know, with everybody down. Um, but, yeah, the story of this was just like the story of last night. It was the starting pitching. Uh, Jamison Tyone, eight innings pitched, two hits allowed, no runs, no walks, five strikeouts, no home runs, 93 pitches, and the W. He's now 5-1 and one with a 249 ERA. He is an underrated pitcher. He is. Um, like, like... He's he's again he's five and one with a sub two five, but he's getting pressed like he's a number three pitcher. He's pitching like an ace or like a number two. Like he's pitching very good, like a top top uh, top of the rotation front line starter. And he's not getting that attention because you know guys like Cortez are stealing all the shine, understandably. But I mean with Tyone, it's like we've just grown to accept these type of performances from him because he's grown so much as a pitcher you know remember the second half of last season he really found it and ever since then he's been very good but yeah I I love what I'm seeing he used the cutter a lot which is a pitch a lot of Yankee pitchers are using this year they're relying on that cutter because I think it's a Matt Blake thing um you know I I said to my buddy a few days back uh, when all the bullpen injuries started happening when Chad Green went down when Chapman went to the DL uh, you know, I, I always say DL. I just it's just ingrained in me. Um, when who? What's his name? Lasagna went to the DL. I mean, it's like all those injuries were piling up. And I go to my buddy. I text him. I say, "Well, you know what? It's time for the starters to nut up and go seven plus." And, and it's more Boone giving them a short leash sometimes. But like, I say that, and what do you know? Guys are going seven innings, eight innings into the ninth inning. So, and Boone's given them the leash. I actually thought he could have made, you know, he could have let Tyone go back out there. Tyone only had 93 pitches. Uh, could have went out and, and tried for the complete game shutout. I would have loved to see him at least attempt to do it. But I, I, I understand it, you know. You saw what happened last night with Nestor. Um, nothing crazy, but, you know, Wandy comes in and he's not great. <sighs> You know, Holmes was ready to go. This is your, you know, the best closer in baseball. You got it's a two-run game. Just give it to Holmes and let him work. And and they did. You know, Holmes came in with that ridiculous, stupid ninety-eight mile an hour sinker. He's like prime Zach Britton and just dominated, dominated. Gets his sixth save and his ERA is like what zero point three something. It's absurd. Um. So the Pirates won the Yankees the game tonight uh, with Jamison Tyone and and, uh, Clay Holmes. So thank you to the Pittsburgh Pirates for uh, helping us out there. But yeah, I mean, that's that's all I have to add. There's nothing extra. The first two games, you know, were were pretty straightforward. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary. The Yankees win. Um, 
And, and again, there there was a little bit of bump in the road. Three three consecutive losses. Uh, a, a hellish Sunday last weekend. Um, and a bad way to open up the Orioles series, but that was it. We bounced back with four consecutive wins. All of a sudden, we're right back at it. We're now 33-13. and 13. That is 20 games over 500 with, what, 40, what's 33 plus 10, 43, 46. 46 games in, 20 games over 500. That's nuts. And it's May 27th. Uh, six games up in the division over the Rays with these two wins. Um, yeah, so all the bitching by me. Many other fans, you know, how, how so far all the Yankees have done was, was taking care of bad teams. And I got to be quiet so far because the Rays are a very good team. Um, and so far, the Yankees are a combined 9-2 uh, in both of these games. Nine runs to two runs if you combine both games. So still two more games to go. Um, but with this start, you know, it, you would think it'd be extremely disappointing to it not you know, not at least take three out of four um, by the end of this series, right? But they're 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 doing a hell of a job. They're pitching their asses off. They're hitting just enough, and they're playing good defense. So I have to credit the Yankees for uh, really doing it, man. For really doing it. And I think the Miami Heat just won. Let me check. That would be huge. I remember. I don't know if anybody watches basketball who's listening to this, but I, I, I've been saying throughout the NBA play or throughout the NBA regular season, I've been saying, look out for Miami. They are my sleeper pick, and they are my sleeper pick. They are the sleeper pick of the Eastern Conference, and they are one win away now. Yep, they won the game tonight, so they're one win away from going to the NBA Finals and playing the Warriors, which would be a tough one, but they still have one more to go. Um. Yeah, one eleven to one hundred three, they won. Uh, but yeah, guys, the Yankees keep winning. I don't know that I have any other input to add. There's not much going on, so we'll cut this one short. You know, it'd be easier for me to to put up and, and upload, and everything take slower or take quicker. Uh, but yeah, it, it's this is a good. This is a. I'm trying to temper my expectations still a little bit because, like, listen, I, I'm having fun with the regular season, all right? But, like, I do understand, I do understand, like, baseball has the ups and downs. Look, I mean, look at, for example, Boston. They start the season in fifth place for a while, they look like they're going to lose 100 games the way they started the year. Now they're hot. Now they're about to be 500. They're going to be right back in the race in no time. Um, and like that, so, so things can change so quickly. And so I'm just trying to temper my expectation. And so when I get on this team, um, it, it's because, uh, you know, I expect them to be great. And I expect them to continue doing this down the line, and I want them like they're supposed to be a World Series contending team. So if I'm tough on them, that that's why. Um, but it's it's I'm gonna enjoy the regular season, all right. I'm not gonna, you know, make predictions, all right. Because if I said like 
if somebody asked me, do I feel like this team is a World Series winning Yankees team right now? I would say I don't know. You know, I still don't know. With all the, like, the injuries, might fuck with the continuity. You've got to find a way to stay healthy. DJ LeMayu has to be able to be that guy. Um, like there are so many things that still have to happen. Can the pitching staff sustain what they're doing right now? You know, we have to see. Can guys like Judge and Stanton stay healthy? There are still things I need to see for longer stretches for me to buy in 100%. But I'm more confident right now. Way more. I'll say a lot more confident right now than I was April 7th. Absolutely. And I think everybody is. Um, so let's let's hope that continues. I'm, I'm very proud of, of the way this team has started off this season. And we're about to be two months in. And our progress report for... The two months, um, our two month progress report will be out in a few episodes. So, yeah, I, I have no legitimate qualms um, when it comes to how this season has played out so far. So, credit to the Yankees; it's been very fun. These have been two very impressive wins. We wanted to see them take on a tougher team and beat them. Well, they're two and zero against the Rays so far. Two more games remaining, so let's go beat the shit out of them. All right, going to head to our final break. Get back and wrap it up with the NYYNYK question of the day. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the channel grow, and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, 
be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 373 of BD4. So let's get into our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 373 to wrap this one up. All right. So for episode 373, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, in 2007, which 36-year-old Yankee batted 338 with 90 RBIs? In 2007, which 36-year-old Yankee batted 338 with 90 RBIs? All right, so we have ourselves a 36-year-old on the team now with Matt Carpenter. But which 36-year-old am I talking about in 07 who put up those numbers? So one last time, in 2007, which 36-year-old Yankee batted 338 with 90 RBIs? Let me know the answer wherever you can find me. If you get it correct, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode. But guys, that's it. That's all we've got for this episode. Episode 373. Again, not much to talk about. The Yankees are just continuing to roll. And um, hopefully we can get the uh, third and fourth win tomorrow and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. All right. We'll see what happens. Let's go, Yanks. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next one. All right, guys. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.